Good morning, Dwight. Good morning. I'm talking to you. I always say I'm talking to you, and I don't know if you know what that means coming from me to say that because even when I say I'm talking to you, you still share. It's all good. It's all good. Um, majority of my life, I've been taken advantage of because I just let things happen to me. Let people say what they want. Let them do what they want. Treat me how they want to treat me. Even though it did bother me emotionally, but it really never did overall because spiritually I had a relationship and I have a relationship with God. The more I see myself being more like Christ, the more I see the things that people have on the inside and not every person that do not. And it's, it's like God showing you how important it is for you to actually be here. And I think just about everybody can say that they have encountered, you know, differences like that. But the reason why I'm on here is because I have never, ever lied to you. And I never will. I have never faked with you. I have never pretended. I have never exaggerated. I have never, ever pretended playing games with you, I've always been all in. I've always been all in with you. Because that's how I'm supposed to be. Because I'm all in with God. And many people would tell me what I cannot do, what I can do, what I cannot have, and what I can have regarding anything or anyone. But I always had my ears tuned in to the voice of God and not anybody else. But it could be a little troublesome just to be surrounded by, surrounded by words like that from people who even say that they love you or care about you. You understand? God had me to come to you at the most vulnerable state in my entire life. And I missed of my wrongdoing, knowing that I had the opportunity to change it. Thinking that I was stuck in here from God in a sense of changing it when I surrendered. And God had me to come right to you. And that's exactly what I did. I came to you free indeed and filled with joy, but still vulnerable at the same time because of what I have done. Not even aware at the time all that what I have done because the healing process has just begun. And it's like surrounded by, you know, people who really need to just be all in. I came to you and by you being so pissed off so upset about what I've done, you rejected me. Okay, fine. God bless me to come up, come at him in another way where he can be honest with himself about what you have said to me, what he was trying to tell me. And you literally came to me and said, you literally walked to me and said, 
in the midst of me giving you a card, I'm going through a middle of a, I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm transitioning from my car into a place, from you know working this place to God, you know, having me being called off my job slowly. So much going on, and for you to come and say that everything that I said to you, which God said to say to you, that it was all a lie. Okay, that's one dis dissatisfaction. Okay, God. Tried to get confirmation to have some type of agreement regarding what God has said. Not saying that it caused me to believe him. But the thing is that what he's saying to go to those who he knows what he said because he said it to them. Regarding whoever and to get that back thrown at me again is not so, it, you know, that never happened. One thing I do not like that many people try to do is play with my intelligence. And what I realized being here, many would say what they don't want to happen to them, but many of them would do it to other people. And I was like, you know what, God? Being a person who's aware of what it's like to be home and being surrounded by that here, it's just like enough is enough with this. Enough is enough with those who say they know you and really don't. Enough is enough with those who say they believe in you, but they waver because they really don't. Now I'm going into the house. God having to go to the house. Many was happy to see me back. Yes, thank you, God. Thank God for you. Are you going through a middle? You in the middle of divorce? I, you know, I heard the testimony. It's all good. You know, we happy for you. This and the other. But as soon as that God began to show that expose the entire testimony, some begin to reject that and cause so much things to happen. And many of us would say things like, "I'm being stretched" or "I'm uncomfortable" or "I'm being persecuted," but they're causing it amongst themselves by not submitting to what God is currently saying to them or what he's saying to somebody else that they do not seem to like. Going out places God didn't even reveal to me about the motives, and sometimes God don't do that, just have you to see it through. Being told this, being told that, being asked this, being asked that, but still have a person that's not, Verbally agreeing with me, but on their end, farzing you. So glad about it. You could go on Facebook and say this and say that. Go around your friends and say this and say that. And remind you, in the middle of a divorce, in the middle of, you know, I just rededicated my life. And a lot of times we talk about shoes and talk about clothing and being dressed. and but don't seem to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, even with the thought to know, I wouldn't want that to be done to me. So let me not do that. But it be done, especially places where it's not supposed to be done when it comes to saying it's the house of God or we are the place where God dwells. And going through all of that on my end, by myself, God is just pretty much showing how strong I really am how faithful I really am, how much I trust in him, for real, to have this type of character in me, for real, and demonstrate that. Because I'm surrounded by no one to say what he has said, including you. 
no one to say, but say everything he says when I'm not around. And the thing about it is, I, I'm looking at, at God, and he understands where I'm coming from. It's not even about any worldly feeling or emotion, causing agitation or frustration. It's about keeping it real. Because God is real. And to go somewhere where God tells me to go and be denied. But we read about how Christ was denied in his own hometown. But how about being denied in your own connection? How about being denied with people or with a person who's supposed to surround you in a sect? You understand? To have me think that that never was happening as if God never said that, but yet he's saying what you were trying to do, but you never agree. Never agree. And still verbally never do. And all I'm doing on my end is reaching out because God has me to reach out to connect. I have poured out my heart. I have opened up my mind. I have confessed everything that you have heard and had others to hear this entire, the entire time. I don't care whether you laugh at it. I don't care whether you smile at it. I don't care whether you pray for it. I did that. God is showing you how much I am all in regarding anybody here. I don't care if it's one person. That one sums up everybody here. And to have not that back in return. To either have those who are considered to be leaders of you, who you love dearly, begin to do things and operate in ways they never have concerning you. But we know we have a tr we have trouble in the enemy, which causes trouble on every side. But yet I'm still walking through. I'm still reaching out. I'm still giving praise. I'm still giving thanks. With all these things around me, and what makes it so bad is that it's from people that's in the freaking body. I'm sitting up with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with it. And when I say done with it, I'm done with the fake stuff. I cannot do that. I can't do it. And I won't do it. And that's one of the reasons why God really have me to come away with him. Because we say without spot or without wrinkle, many of us walk around with spots and wrinkles. And enough is enough already. We talk about God, but walk like God. It comes with power and demonstration. Going through all this on my end for something that I've been forgiven from? I never read a testimony in the Bible that Christ forgiven someone and still had them to go through quote unquote hell. I was never and I would never be a fake person, a person to pretend or any of that. I don't know what is to be, you know, demonstrated or what you get or whoever get out of me confessing that I'm all in. But the thing about it is put yourself in my shoes. Would you want that? Would you want that? I have endured and I'm still enduring things that shouldn't even came my way from those who say they know him. And he chose to wake me up this day at 4.30 in the morning for me to open up my heart and say so. 
when it comes to anybody here that can really relate to me, it's only my son, David. Not my mother. Not my brother. Not my sister. Not my father. Not my aunts. Not my uncles. Because many open themselves up to be used by Satan and cause me to try to fall. Not even try, but try to cause me to fall. And for you all to say, you are very powerful. Yeah, but what's to be required with this this power, this fire? It's not even the people that's not walking with Christ that's trying to cause me to fall, being open, used by Satan. It's those who sit and walk with God who's being used to try to cause me to fall. Now, how does that look to walk with God and be opened up by Satan? It looks like Judas. At the table, at the supper, and make a decision to betray him right in his face. And he dismissed him. It's like when you're around that, you don't, you don't want that company around you. You don't even keeping it real. You know, people that's getting out their characters, even when I came back in the body, came back in the house even, changing the whole character, switching things totally up. But what do you think God going to do concerning that? I'm not doing nothing but being. And I realized my son David is the one who I could describe to be the one to actually understand what God is talking about when he's talking that's around me. When it comes to asking anything about me, Traditionally, it's my son, David, not anybody else. Just because you see me with somebody, it doesn't mean that it is what it looks like. Because what you actually see is that a woman who still be used by God to be around someone, even if they really don't like her, even if they really don't want to be around, or even if they feel like they're using her. God would still have me to be around to have that person be converted back to how it was originally supposed to be. And that's why I don't really take too many pictures or do things. God is the most that God has ever had me to record moments because he want not just you guys, but he wants to let Satan know there's nothing you can do that can cause her to be moved. Capture this and put it up there. Because you're going through all of this for my name's sake, and yet you still continue to praise, give thanks, and smile. I don't have time for nothing or nobody that doesn't really want me around. It's, I, I don't really care for that anymore. I don't care for the pretending anymore. I don't care for even the silence anymore. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm just done with it. I'm done with all that. I done did so much to put myself out there because God had me to do that. And 
to not receive a hand back in return to pull me up. It says a lot about people's character. I don't give a crap about what you had to endure in a sense of it moves me. Just like you're not supposed to be moved by anything, especially what goes on on my end. Because the only thing you be moved by and not be moved by is every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But let me tell you this, and I'm going to say it like this. I deserve much more than what's been coming my way. And I pray to God that nobody, period, will go through what they put me through. Because God is really big on what you do unto others and come back in return. And I don't wish that upon nobody. I thank God for my son. Because if it wasn't him being here, I don't think I even found anyone that actually understands what God is doing to me. Or understand God, period. God's really shown me all the traditional authority. Due to traditional theology. Got all these things dressed up so well. Do all of these things. Even can preach and teach about what not to do. And still do it. Because disbelief blinds you. Deception, it blinds you. Lust, it blinds you. I had people use the metaphor. The short end of the stick. I had that my entire life. But God, but God, but God, <laughs> always keep me where I'm supposed to be. No matter if I try to run away or go some other place, I'm right here. The things that I'm enduring and have endured, many wouldn't even be able to even come near to try to put on a shoe that God's placed with on my feet. How we preach and teach about things, what to do and how to do, and still not even aware you still blind because you don't even love who you see every day. And I don't mean those you naturally see. I mean people, period. If you don't have a heart to love people, period, without even having to get to know or meet, period, you don't even love him. You don't even know him. I'm so over that. I see why Christ went away to pray a lot because you have to, to tap into a place in the world that you can relate to. Because this one you definitely cannot. You definitely cannot. How many goals have people have set. And they have not been met. In the time frame that they gave themselves. You know why? Because they did it themselves. How many actually submitted and said God. And committed and said God. That will be done. I'm out of it. And actually stay out the way. Especially Emotionally. I told God, I said, God, you know what? You show me what I need to see. I appreciate it. And when I say that will be done, he understands exactly where I'm coming from and how I feel on the inside. I'm not saying everything how I feel because I put my heart in his hands. Because he said, cast every care upon him. And I'm very slow to speak. But I'm definitely going to speak about what I just said. Because nothing been bought my way but nothing but games. Pretending and games. And I put up with it. 
I put up with it. You were hurt and married the wrong man? Yeah, before I did, you never stopped me. You never even said anything. You said other people. And then denied that it ever happened. Literally came to me and said, in my face. In my face. In the presence of God and said, I am lying. And I still push past. All this time. It's not even about being with you. It's not even about a time frame. It's not even about preparation. It's not even about process. It's about purpose. Knowing who you are. I feel like Christ did when he just threw everything down. You're not going to make my father house mockery. And I'm a place where God dwell. I am the house of God. You're not going to make, or no one's going to make me out to be anything other than who I am. Things been snooping around and people had negative motives coming at me disrespectfully, getting out their character, doing things they never do, and you witnessed it all. That's in fact why you in Virginia. But God saw it, you know, in a sense of it's for your good. All these things. God, every since I've been with God, he has not had me to populate every day around people. He has me alone. And I really thank him for that. Because to know the truth and to walk in it, you must be alone with him. Because many of us, for real, for real, lean on somebody else's support, somebody else's theology, somebody else's walk with God, somebody else's power, somebody else's strength from God. That's what you call a spiritual leech. Because how many of us are able to stand on our own right before the king? If God take the people away from you right now or anybody else, how would you actually feel? Like it's a come up or it's a go down? Don't ever come to me about population. You want to come at me correct? Come to me about purpose. Many of us populated with people that don't even have a sight as to what's as to why they even here. And I'm so serious about that. So I thank God for not surrounding me with nonsense or double-mindedness. And it's that's real that God woke me up for me to express how I really feel, which I've been doing this entire time. But it's taking another turn. It's taking another turn. Because if God had me to be honest, I'm, well, he does. But I'm talking about to be honest and say, who do I have on my end? Think about everybody. I don't care who I'm with on a daily basis. If I had to release who on my end that believes God in me or that supports or even encourages God in me, you know, the God in me, for me to be encouraged. You get what I'm saying? There is nobody, not one person, but David, my son.
when you see me with people or a person, it's because God have me to feed them. And to throw it back at Satan, every attack he try to throw at me, regarding those who are dead to me. It don't matter, mother, sister, brother, whoever. Talk about hardships. I don't mention everything. There's no need because God was with me the entire time. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Only David. You want to know anything about me? You go to my son. Some people just surround themselves around me. They don't have nothing else to do. Or because they just, you understand, drawn to. Receiving a opportunity of prosperity and denied every time. So, I'm on here to say, I'm done with the pretending. I'm done with anything that's false. Which means that's, you know, not authentic. I'm done with opening up my heart and you even share with others. Or you even keep to yourself. I don't even care about any of it anymore. It will make it so, so darn pitiful is that no one will want to go through what I'm what I've been through, what you have witnessed, but the thing is, what you have cost. Simple as that. What God written down is written down. I'm not even moved by anything else. I'm careful what I say because the way how I feel, I can't speak out of emotion. Because my emotions are saying, keep it moving. Kick rocks. And anybody and everybody will feel the same way I do going through all that I have been through in a matter of a year. So many things happened in the past that didn't even have to happen. If you just was honest and said something. And you still do the same thing today. You don't say nothing. Have people that invite me places and don't say nothing. Go on my story. It's like, it's amazing how you're able to see my story and my status. But I don't have it in a sense where it could be clearly seen on your end. It doesn't matter if any woman or any man who even want to be with you and can even hear this as the seafood as it been this entire time and feel like it's a great sense of, oh, cute, feeling like this, oh, okay, then, okay, it ups my chances. I don't care about any of that. All that is games to me, and we say we know him? For real, though? Don't know nothing. I feel like saying, whoa, ye hypocrites. Whoa. Not wow, whoa. Not W-H-O-A-H, W-O-E. It's a difference. That means stop. Listen. How's somebody going to 
see me so vulnerable being brought back. Just everyone, I just declare that you, whoever you have to hear, what you have been doing all this time. And I still was recording, even being vulnerable, talking to you so, you know, emotionally and being exposed. God had me to say something today. Because enough is enough. That's why sometimes we say we're ready for things. You don't even know who you connected to. Even the personalities to the connection. Some could say that they love you and don't really want you around. I'm done with all of that. I'm done with all of that. I'm somebody too. I'm worth being here too. And I'll be goddamned. And I'm going to be bold enough to say goddamned. If anybody could have me feel like I'm not worth being here. Especially those who I'm supposed to be connected to. My most vulnerable state is when God had me to come to you, to a man who never said nothing to me, but used everybody else to do it for him, but could say things to everybody else. And I said, okay, I'll take that. What am I taking? What am I taking? What I done, I done that amongst myself. I didn't do anything to you because you never said anything to me about you. I put two and two together. Yeah, there must be something. Because he was trying to do something would actually turn out to be nothing. Because he never said nothing. A man that fed of a wife, not a man that fed of a wife and used somebody else to release that good thing. Or to release to a good thing. You add it in the word. In Revelation, God said, don't add in and don't take out. And then God show you favor in your face. And take it amongst yourself to see an opportunity to have somebody to go through what you've been through. I'm done with it. I've been through too much my entire life. I've been offered up. I've been betrayed for to be, you know, been sexually harassed so much. Body was offered up as a baby. Father had to leave when I was five. Moving around so much as a kid. All these things that we know that we have been through, even when we think about our own personal testimonies, how can we dare allow somebody to go through what we've been through and we know what it's like to go through that? That means that we don't show no mercy. I always come out on top. I'm just so ready to go ahead and just finish. Just go ahead and finish. No matter what. You're not even bold enough to say you love me. You go in front of the world and say it overall. 
but I'm the person who needs to hear. Because God had me to be the person to hear what he had to say concerning you. Do I like being here? No. Will I fulfill? Of course. I never did like being here. Because I always knew another world. Nothing here is in the kingdom majority. Let me say majority of the thing is not in the kingdom. My whole life, I thought that I had to fulfill my assignment, you know, like I was the only one to have an assignment because I was surrounded by things and people who were saying something totally different than the world that I was living in and operating from. Even great leaders, God would have me go places and float up the issues to the surface and they turn it against me instead of knowing that it's for them and not me being against them. It's like, enough with this place. Just fulfill and go home. That's why I'm so eager to fulfill my assignment. You understand? I'm worth I'm worth honesty. I'm not worth pretending. How dare I go this long with it? Nothing but God's grace kept me this long to do it. When Christ was rejected, he departed and went elsewhere. I feel to do the same today. I'm not playing any more games. And the thing about it is, it's not me playing the games. I'm not putting up with nobody else's games. I'm going to spend this day, I want to spend this day in my bedroom with God. Like never before. Because God know that I had enough. God didn't bring me back to get all the things that happened to me come my way from those who say they as Jesus is. So what we do what do we think that God is gonna do regarding that? I will never lay down my life in a sense of not to fulfill and not to partake. But today I feel as though I must continue on with my journey, even if it takes for me just to receive the honesty and freedom that's been afforded to me, even if requiring me, or even if it's just of me. Even just of me, just walking alone and doing so. I'd rather walk alone with my walk with God than be surrounded by a person or people who don't even know him and think that they do. I'm over it.
This entire time, people thought it would be a great idea to expose me, disrespect me, lie to me, misunderstand me, exaggerate me, and all kinds of things. And all I did was say, yes, God. But the thing about it is, we always say, oh, that's what the enemy going to do. Of course, when you say yes. But the fact is, God never intended the people in the body to do so. He never intended nobody in the body to be open to be used because he brought forth salvation. And let me tell you what salvation is, the root to salvation, is that nobody in the kingdom and nobody on in the earth will ever will themselves over to be opened to think evil, to do evil, even though you have the ability to have free will, but no one who walks with God, who walks in truth, will will themselves over in a matter as Satan did ever again. No one in heaven would ever think the way he think ever again. Because salvation brought us permanent, permanent, permanent revelations, permanent relationship with God. And I'm going to say relationship with God. Permanent mind being renewed, permanent hearts being fixed, permanent where no one will ever have that thought that Satan had ever again. Because no one would think outside of who they are ever again because of salvation. And if that's happening in the kingdom and we in the body and it's not happening here in the earth, then something is wrong with that vision. I don't care who preach and teach or who touch hands, lay hands on whatever. If you don't love, you don't have nothing, yo. And I don't care about somebody even preaching about if you don't have nothing. How dumb is it? How foolish is it? How much of a blockhead, like Wisdom said in a passion translation, in a message translation, you are a blockhead. That's what wisdom called people who don't embrace her. And the message translation is referred to her. Don't you hear lady calling you? Listen, you blockheads. How can you say love God? How can you say what only with God? How can you say you only want God and you still don't love the people that you see every day who you choose not to like? You blockhead. Woe to you who have people come back into the house and try to chase them away, you blockheads. Woe to you who want a blessing from God but try to deny a blessing upon somebody else's life. You blockheads! Lady Wisdom say, I'm calling you in the midst of a busy intersection, in the middle of traffic, that mean in the middle of problems, and you don't hear me calling you. I'm looking for those who's alert, looking, waiting, searching for me as soon as they open their eyes. If you don't do that, you a blockhead. If you say I'm healed and still being, you know, doing precautions over COVID, you a blockhead. I don't care what nobody said. You a blockhead. How can you how can you accept the cross and deny the same time you blockheads? 
read the word, see the word, preach the word, and yet don't apply it to every, every other life. You block at loving those who only love you back and feeling like you're being stretched to love somebody who you think persecuting you when you're the one causing the persecution, you blockhead. God was showing me a recording that you didn't decide to hear. The ones you don't hear be the ones you need to hear. <laughs> Seriously. And God me to say to you, I'm all right. You don't have to be concerned for me because of the numbers that's naturally in my reach regarding people. I have just as much as you have or anybody else because I have who you have, like everybody else, the entire kingdom. How many on your list only believe? Eliminate 10 right now out of this, just because of this sentence. You understand? Not about people. How many people you have who you know really don't have your best interest in mind? Or who you really can't say everything that you want to say to? Eliminate that much. You understand? How about those who only be around you to, because you're prospering? Eliminate that much. Those who have your life already planned out without even seeking God regarding his plan written for your life already? Eliminate that much. How many claiming what Christ got up on? Got up about? Regarding salvation, regarding grace, eliminate that bunch. You understand? Not about people. Trust me. Because people always change their mind. But God doesn't. So I'd rather have him than anybody else. I'm going to get off of here. God said, no, keep talking. It's owed unto you. It's well-deserved unto you. Because all you have done was been honest, been open. And things like this shouldn't even happen. We say all the time, I won't be solid. But the devil shut us up in so many ways we're not even aware of. And I'm saying we as a people, not referring to myself. I'm not going to put myself in a category where I'm not in, especially where I don't belong. It's like it's enough with it. It's enough with it already. Enough with it already. God is showing me a crescent moon. And a crescent moon is just like one third of the side of the moon. And the rest you can see a shadow of the entire moon as if it's a full one. But only one third of it is lightened. And I wonder why God showed me something like that. Because that's how the body looks. Like a crescent moon. A crescent moon. That's why many people don't come to church or many people have left a church because they saw something or encountered something they didn't like or relocate a church. And they said, God said, or God drawn. No, you just felt like you don't want to be around what you have encountered anymore. 
for those who've been through that. Many say they love me, but not ready for the God in me. And it's not to condemn. It's to actually show you where we all are. And I say we, start with myself. How are we going to say we keep it real and, and, and don't? This entire time has been nothing but pretending. Pretending on your end. That's all. It was been said and done unto me, pretending. Even when I was invited due to you inviting me. You don't want them to invite me there. You think God don't tell me nothing like that? I know. I know every time when you have somebody to do something that you choose not to. And I started strategizing, God, would you do that to me? Will you have me to go to someone and be denying? You wouldn't do that. Would you tell me that you move on my behalf and then stop moving? You wouldn't do that. Would you have me to be lied to? You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. That's not something. It's like I'm starting to confess more. That's not something my God will do. So who's doing it? If it's not God. We have, you know, this man to pretend to me. To hear my end and see my end. And you don't even have me to get the satisfaction and back in return. That's not something you do. It's like I'm back in the body. And I'm still, you know, not being embraced. I keep being pushed away and then being embraced and pushed at the same time. Who wants to be hugged and rejected back and forth? Whatever, man. Whatever, man. I, uh, I can't say that I don't want anything because who am I? To deny the truth. When I'm talking right here about those denying the truth around me. Wouldn't that make me just as bad? God show me how strong I really am to stand in the midst of all this. That came my way. To embrace and push me at the same time. I don't think some things I don't think I will ever want to consider again yeah because it's like sometimes when you been rubbed the wrong way metaphorically speaking you don't want to go back and, and receive another touch you understand it's like if you've been burnt once you're not going to allow yourself to be burnt twice and that's even why Christ departed he went through that once. He wasn't going through that again. It's amazing how Lazarus is the only one that was considered to be dead and away with 
He was in a tomb. Pretty much as we do. He was at a cemetery. And Christ called him forward. Now visionize that. These days we embalm. Take our organs. If we put ourselves on a list to donate. Then you know. You just you know in a tomb. Wiped off. They wipe off all the wounds. Or clean your body. Put on fresh garments. And then put you in a tomb. But Murray and Martha said something. That stands out to me. They said. If he's alive. And if he come out of that tomb. He'd been in there for these amount of days. He should stink by now. They didn't say anything about him stinking already. Because that would make Christ a liar when he said he's sleeping and not dead. That's a total difference. A body cannot rot if it still have life. He was never even dead. You're burying a man who's just sleeping. They call Christ and say that he's sick. Come help him. Call out to him. Come help. He's dying. And Christ actually waited till he died to go. If you had been here, he wouldn't have died. His life is not unto death, but it's unto the glory, Christ said. Because he was never dead. Wiping off a body that sleep. Clothing a body that sleep. And you're crying in front of a body that sleep that you think is dead. But Christ walked around releasing miracle signs and wonders. So how can you be a friend of his and not even do what your friend commission you to do and that's still happening today and that's why wisdom said blockheads I want to get off here now God said finish the entire hour because the entire time you've been on here you spoke an hour don't short change yourself now Just thank God for my son, David. If anybody want to ask anything of me to do anything with me, ask my son. Don't ask anybody else. I used to be like, you know what? My life is the way it is, God. And who you have in my path is who you have in my path, God. Everybody's path is different. Some have this, some have that. But I can only focus on what do I have. And you eliminated everything and everyone in a sense to only depend on you. Because it requires that to continue the assignment you have placed me here to fulfill. Have to be away with God alone. When we ask things about like goals or what are your plans and what are you launching? What are you embarking about or what, what are you embarking to do or anything like that? My answer will always be what God has already written down. 
And he don't tell me everything. See, that question is in a sense of what's happening present. Leading up to the future. And a lot of times God don't say. He just have you to do. And he speaks as you walk. If I don't have an answer to give, I can't give one. How many of us are speaking for him which, regarding what he never even said? Or adding words in his mouth and taking away words out of his mouth? God said, Quenisha, you have really expressed yourself this morning. I left the floor open for you to do so. To express yourself. Freely express yourself. I don't know what else to say now. I don't say everything how I feel. I don't spoke the truth about everything I have encountered. I can get off of here now, God. Thank you. Greatest he's in us and he's in the world. <laughs>